to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gibbs Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, still tonight, still in the past, is Alex Spears and Michele Barra. We're going to do part two. We're going to do some league-wide bold predictions. Uh, maybe if we have time, some over-unders. And then you guys can prepare for the Frypod Bold Predictions before Media Day on Monday. So very exciting times to get the uh, to get the NBA juices flowing. So let's start with some bold predictions. Al, do you have a league-wide bold prediction that you'd like to drop upon us? Yes, I have five. And uh, once again, I'm starting from what I consider to be the least spicy, moving up to the most spicy. Number one, Andrew already spoiled it on Wednesday, so I had to up it. Oh. Cle- the Cleveland Cavaliers will be the number one overall seed. Both conferences. Nice. Most teams in the NBA. This is like jalapeno still to me. Yeah. I just think it's yeah, just, I think you, the West will have like a lower, like substantially lower. Yeah. You look um, across the fine. league. And the, like, who is who's gonna have like a crazy good record? Uh, Milwaukee could, they could, but they're old. They're old, but they could. Yeah. Um, Chris Middleton's healthy, I guess. I mean, Denver um, could I mean, if they Denver wanted could. to. They could have like a, you know, when when the Warriors came back after their championship, and it still felt like nobody believes in us, and they just come out and destroy everyone. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. I don't see them as that kind of team, though. Yeah, if Phoenix was it. healthy, yeah, I just don't believe it. If no. Phoenix is healthy, they're winning fifty-five games. No, but I think that saying that is not like a belt pepper because it it can happen that like there's some if, spice. Yeah, there's some spice. I mean, to to we are talking about winning fifty-five or more, probably, probably, yeah, probably. So. Uh, in order to be the best, like fifty-three, fifty-four, fifty-five, um, that is not easy to do. Uh, even if like Mitchell, I think will go and have a, like a, an awesome season. He mm-hmm. had like a great postal break uh, run. Um, so I think it, that there is a chance for that to happen, but it's not like, hey, I will bet on that. So I think that is um, either a very spicy uh, jalapeno mm-hmm. or a normal habanero, something like that. Mm-hmm. While, you, while you guys are talking, I'm going to look up and see what the odds are because that'll, that'll let us know how truly spicy this is because you can you can bet on what team wins the uh okay let's see here let's see here they they just i bet they're i bet you i bet it will end up being spicier than we think it is because you just don't hear anybody talking about cleveland yeah. uh did you know you can bet on the state of the winning team okay like california yeah uh, California plus three seventy five, Florida plus nine hundred. Hmm. You get those magic odds thrown in there for you. Yeah. So what's um, the Ohio? <laughs> I don't, that that would be other any other state <laughs> minus two seventy five. So that's actually okay because you're getting so many Let's other. Get teams. some odds in Ohio, please. Yeah, give me my Ohio odds. Oh, did you know? Did you guys know that Mark Dagnall is? Uh, has the best odds for coach of the year. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I mean, it's plus 700, so it's not like he's an overwhelming favorite. But, yeah, Spo is second. Joe Mazzula is third. Uh, That's interesting. Wow. Huh. That is very Hmm. interesting. Uh, Speaking of Florida. Oh, hold on. Where's Cavs? Yeah, I finally found it. Eastern Conference number one seed, Celtics plus 150, Bucks plus 225, Heat plus 475, Sixers plus 650, 
Cavs plus 750. Actually, if I was going to bet this, I would bet the Knicks at plus 2,000. <laughs> yeah. Know. Yeah. With with those odds, that's good. That's good value right yeah, there. Yeah, that is good value. Yeah. They can have a, a grimy, like, I don't kind of agree season. with these, like, numbers. I mean, the Heat will... I mean, of course, that is with a day in trade. That will change a lot. Right, right. But not... I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't see them as a regular team. Regular season team in either way. Yeah. I don't think so either. Well, that's fine. You guys gave me the jalapeno because that was my first one. Okay. I'm, I'm happy with that. Orlando will make the playoffs next season. It's top Bell six Bell seed. Bell. As a I top six seed. That. Well, that's that's how you Bell make Pepper. it spicy, though, Mikele. That's how that. you go from bell pepper to... To ah, like on, some spice. Are you betting? Come on, it's not a bell <laughs> in, in, in the in the postseason. Dude, there's like zero. Spice yeah, I to would that. actually. There's zero spice to that. Okay, then as a top six team, now there's some spice. Now we're at the habanero level. Spice. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. That's habanero I mean, level. They, their over under is the. That's like a ten game jump in the East. I know, but that's because everyone's stupid. Yeah, that's dumb. They'll, they'll be guys, we just teams. use odds to say, oh, okay, maybe it's not uh, likely. <laughs> and now, 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 like, they have okay. 36 and a half. No, your odds are stupid. The odds I have, where well, actually, you don't have to tell me what. Uh, they they came from you. I looked at the ones that you that you gave me for the whatever mm-hmm. pod we did together. So Yeah, there's just a lot of just, there's so many meh teams that could go in different directions in the East. Like Toronto, Chicago, Atlanta, Brooklyn. Where are those yeah. teams going? Those were all in the top. Those were six, you know, six, seven, and nine, and ten are in the East last year. I think those they could all be below Orlando. I would agree. Those teams are. I would all, say it's it's very yeah. likely they'll be in the play-in, and at that point, them making the playoffs is you know a coin flip. So that that's why I think. If, now, if you do say top six, yeah, that's probably Habanero. That's Habanero. Now they're, now they're okay. having to beat out some like legit teams. Yeah. Let's call it top six. Yeah, that's okay. Habanero. That's a, there's some spice there. I'm, I'm, I'm just workshopped your bold prediction. We'll just note here. Uh, what was it? Top six. I'm, I'm tapping it down. Oh, I'm you're making your own notes. Okay. Because we will come back to it. <laughs> yeah, as long as Markel Fultz is healthy, they're going to they're gonna make it. Yeah. If he's not... <laughs> They'll be terrible again. Uh, maybe this is prisoner of the moment, but the the Pelicans are the tenth or twelfth ranked team in the West. They just completely miss the whole thing. So, I don't think that's bold, just because I think you can say that about like six different teams in the West. Yeah, it happened last last year, like, and it also happened last year. Well, they were tenth so, last year. You said you just said tenth or twelfth, eleventh or twelfth. Okay. <laughs> so they are missing the playing. Yeah, missing the playing, just out. That it's one of those things older. that sounds crazy, but then you look at the other teams and you're like, well, somebody's going to have to some. Be in that so there's some team that's going to be very disappointed at the end of next season. My 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 bet is the yeah, Pelicans. I have one as well. And so based on that, I say jalapeno. I guess. <sighs> but but, a, but a not very spicy jalapeno. I think that's fair. Yeah, one you can just chomp on. Yeah. Um, since we are there, uh huh, the Clippers yeah. will finally completely fall apart next season, meaning they will be like playing a lower. I'm chomping. I'm chomping on another jalapeno. It's going down <laughs> easy. I'm questioning whether it's a bell pepper, but I swore I bought a jalapeno. Come on, they have a 46.5 over under. Like I'm saying, they they were they were the like preseason the number one Western Conference seed last year. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. But like meaning fall apart that the team is destroyed. For what we know, like they will do something crazy. Like they will trade guys. It's it's at some point in the season they will say, okay, this is not it. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. My next one. So it's bell pepper? Uh, really? Do I need no, to bump I'll, it I'll a little bit? I think it's a pino. Because like, there's only so many more chances before that is going to happen. Yeah. 
Like that yeah. is, it's almost feels like an inevitability. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen. Yeah. When does Steve Ballmer just get like so sick of this every single year, which apparently he was like a few years ago when they lost in the playoffs. I forget which, which time that was. Yeah. When he was like super pissed and just wanted to blow the whole thing up. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if that happens, especially yeah. now. Like, and now you actually have an out because you don't have to give these guys super huge contracts. Like they're expirings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, my next one. The reason I said it was going to lead into mine is because I was trying to figure out who was going to be the first coach fired, and Ty Lue was one of the options I was looking at. But, but Ty Lue is so good. I know, I know, but it was more just like if this team blows up, trying to look for a scapegoat. Yeah. He's not much choice. He's not much choice. Yeah. My choice. First coach to be fired. Bold prediction. Jason Kidd. Is it spicy? Of the Dallas Mavericks? Yeah. Yes, that one. That Jason Kidd. I mean, you got it, Kyrie on your team. This you is Luka. Bell Pepper. This is like this, this is like really a bell pepper low. dipped in like some kind of like sugar. You know? It's my jam. It's basically my jam. This is this is yeah, this is Michele's jam minus the jalapeno. This is just I mean, this is basically <sighs> a peach. Oh my gosh! A peach? Yeah, it's. I think that if you that's BS. The sweetest, ripest that, peach. No, Jason. If it's a peach, like then you, you. Huh? I think that if there were there are, there are like betting levels for this, this yeah. would be like something in the minus. Like this is something that is likely to happen. Yeah. Um, Come on, we we like. He's had multiple stops. He's coaching Kyrie and Luca. You know, I know. Things, I mean, my, the reason why I picked him was because I think if you're going to choose a first coach fired, you have to choose a team that has high, high expectations. Um, mm-hmm. Which is why I chose Dwayne Casey last year. And I think if Cade Cunningham doesn't get hurt, yeah, and they're just bad with Cade, maybe that would would have turned out true. But once Cade got hurt, it was like, who cares? We'll just tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In this case, I think people are completely ignoring what happened at the end of last season, and just think that oh, Dallas is just going to come back and. Hey, they got Luke and Kyrie. They brought in Grant Williams, who I do think was like a good pickup. They brought in Seth Curry, another good pickup. But they were five and eleven with Luca and Kyrie, and they were a bottom five defense post All Star break. I do not think that's changing necessarily. Grant Williams will help a little bit. Seth Curry's not helping. Like you're asking a lot of guys like Dwight Powell, who did have a nice summer, yeah. But I think that that team the way they play at the end of the last season wasn't some fluke i do think that there's like something off about this mix of luca and Kyrie, and i don't think it's going to work and i think that they obviously can't they're not going to trade luca they're not going to trade Kyrie because honestly who's going to trade for Kyrie? yeah so i think that jason kidd if this all happens he will be the scapegoat and he'll be the the, the like the big decision that they make I think he could be fired even if they are not as bad. Like I just think I just flat out think he's not a good coach. Yeah. Yeah. That may be. Okay, yeah. fine. Peach. But hey, this peach, <laughs> I sprinkled some uh, red pepper flakes on it and you guys weren't looking. <laughs> so it's uh lighting up my mouth a little bit. If you say by November, that makes it a little bit more spicy. Yeah. If you set a date, uh that may be November eleventh, eleven eleven, eleven eleven. That is that is that is that is going that, that is overdoing a little bit. I guess eleven eleven. I think a bold firing would be like Mike Brown gets fired, and the Kings become the Kings again. No, I, I was looking at so the the coaches I was choosing between. I thought Jacques Vaughn was an interesting one because I was looking at their opening schedule and it is really tough. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, if they start losing a lot of games and they start feeling any pressure, but on the other hand, I didn't feel like there was enough pressure on mm-hmm. this year for it to really matter. Um, I was thinking of Minnesota, Chris Finch, if they get off to a rough start, mm-hmm. wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Uh, Willie yeah. Green, like you said, Andrew, if they get off to a rough start, yeah. wouldn't shock me. Mm-hmm. So there are some other options, but yeah, I guess I chose the, um, the one you guys all believe in too. So whatever. <laughs> Speaking of Mike Brown, the Kings will finish top four again next season. 
So I, you guys did not believe in my take that uh, I'm, I am locking in the Sacramento over under, and I'm doubling down. I just think that there are players. Uh, I know uh, about the health stuff that they were pretty healthy for the entire season, mm-hmm. but I think that for some guys like Keegan Murray, there is so much room to grow. He is so efficient and so good in general that I think they will just be a great regular season team, like like steamrolling bad teams having decent chance against good teams because they have shooting. They have um, a coach that knows how to play defense that didn't correlate with having a good one last year, but they may be better just because of continuity and sticking to the principle a little bit more. And so I'm just bullish on the Kings. I don't know if this has any spice, but to me, like they are very good. So I'm fine with an Alapino. I just want to state that I really believe in the Kings. I I kind of consider it like a spicy jalapeno. Yeah, okay. because last year was a down year for the West and mm-hmm. teams that were within five games of them were like teams like Golden State and the Lakers and the Suns. Like you could easily imagine any of those, all three of those teams finishing higher than Sacramento this year. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe Memphis falls off, but Denver's still going to be up there likely. And then, you know, a team like the Thunder or or the Mavs or the Clippers are like... Mm-hmm. I do. It does feel right now like the West is going to be more competitive than it was last year. Now there's going to be injuries, and that'll all change. But I do think it's it's got a little spice to it because I, I think they are an obvious target for like a sophomore slump for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I kind of agree with you that like what they found offensively last year is I don't know if it's foolproof, but like at least in the regular season, like that's going to get you the, the floor of that offense is so high. Yeah. And that's going to get you so many regular season wins. And you have room for improvement. And I think that they have avenues to get better. I mean, we we discuss about Bogdan Bogdanovic. Like, he would be a perfect guy to to bring back to that kind of team uh, and make things better. I don't think that they will be content in letting the season slip. So I think they will get opportunities. They will take them to, to improve what they have. And again, I'm not sure that the, what is the big situation, but I think that they'll have like a lot that, that they can trade. So I think that they see themselves as a team that is good, but is not finished yet. And so I would not be surprised for them to actually try to improve. Maybe not something doing something crazy, like mortgaging their entire future, but doing uh, an Aaron Gordon type of trade where they... They get the player they want um, that can make the defense a little bit better while not sacrificing offense. So, yeah, the West is in such a weird place because you have teams like Phoenix and the Clippers and the Warriors and the Lakers that are all older, and mm-hmm. you could see them not being like extremely successful regular season teams, but like still mm-hmm. obviously strong teams. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you have, like, your question marks with Memphis and Sacramento and Minnesota and even OKC and New Orleans, where it's like mm-hmm. those teams can be anywhere from 2 to 12. Like, you just don't know where they're going to be. So there's just a lot of volatility in the West and uncertainty um, with where all these teams are going to fall. You know, I just have no clue what the order is mm-hmm. going to be. <laughs> so it's po- it's definitely possible Sacramento could be one of like the more quote unquote stable teams next season. Like that's possible. Yeah. They're going to need to be healthy again. And that could happen again. Maybe they just got have guys that just aren't going to get injured. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't read too much into, uh, meaning I don't know. Uh, as much in uh, health kind of statistics, uh, I don't know if teams that are that, that if there are like just an average uh, level which like natural team will get to, or if there are teams that are just prone to get injured. Yeah, and teams that are not. I mean, Jokic is kind of a healthy player. Yeah, does that change? Uh, I don't know. So I mean, if you play a certain brand of. Uh, like basketball and you have players that are generally healthy does that improve your health rate like is is this something that it's discussed i don't know um i never 
dive dove into these uh, kind of numbers. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Uh, okay, I'll go. We'll stay out west. I think the Memphis Grizzlies are going to be the number one seed overall in the Western Conference. Hmm. Okay. I mean, obviously, you're trying to tempt us with jaw suspension. Mm-hmm. You know, people down. Mm-hmm. The Grizz, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I will say one of my... I just didn't think it was interesting or bold enough, but I was going to pick the Grizzlies to win the in-season tournament. They just feel like the kind of team that would take that seriously and do well. Um, to me, it's I, pretty I mean, hot. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 should, I wouldn't bet, like, a, a dollar on it. I'd probably say Habanero. I don't no, know if I think I go, it's more than that. You think it's more? Oh, I think they are not going to be good. Mm. Oh. So I, I, I would not bet. Hold on. Tell us your bold prediction about the Grizzlies, Michele. No, I, I, I just don't think. They I think they be? will be in the playing fight, like between nine and six. I think it is way more likely that they end up there than, than above, like way more. So you, you'd give Andrew a ghost? Yeah, I mean it's um I think it's it's pretty spicy. I don't see them being a good regular season team. Uh I know that they have like a reliable uh kind of well-known, well-rounded um roster, but they have question marks. Uh they lost Dylan Brooks, replaced it with Marcus Smart. Okay. Uh it's not the same. It might be better on some nights, might be similar on others. I think that not having job will be damaging um there are some health concern with that roster like pretty big ones um they have probably three three players in the starting unit that are very prone to injuries and so to me it's it's really unlikely that they'll have like just a great season it's and also like all the talks and 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 like what what is surrounding the team right now it's just not good so i, I uh, what if, what if I told you they have Josh Christopher on their team? Yeah, that will help. <laughs> I just forgot that. Um, I just, I'm a big Desmond Bain guy. I'm a big Triple J guy. Uh, I have always loved Marcus Smart. Uh, you know, they got Luke Kennard out there bombing threes. But yeah, they, I mean, they've got certainly injury concerns and the point I really think for this issues. to happen, they need like a, almost a full season from Steven Adams. Yeah, I mean, the good thing, I guess, is that Steve-O usually plays really well to start out the season, and that's when they're really going to need him. Yeah. So Over on there, 120 games between Bain and, and Triple J. Over under, uh, over. <laughs> okay. Over. You just picked him to be the number one seed. That's right. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, Grizz. Grit and grind. That would be like just... Have an error to me. Too bad over on that, but okay. <laughs> no, um, okay, I'm my a random number. Uh, I don't know. My next one. I'm predicting a star trade, mm. and I'm going to tell you who it is and where they're going. Damian Lillard to the Heat. Sorry, <laughs> Damian Lillard to the Heat. That is actually involved in one of my later predictions. Okay, this one though, Trey Young. Mm. Will be traded in season. Traded. To, traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, okay. What's wow. the tra- what's the what's going back to Atlanta? What is Atlanta doing? Those Suns picks. Those Suns they're, picks. It's, it's going to be a big picks based package. Oh, they're going rebuild. Because I don't feel like the. Uh, yeah, I do think they're going rebuild. Because if you look at the roster, the roster is actually like very young. Um, so I don't think it would be a crazy idea to make that shift right now when your main guys are like A.J. Griffin or Kongwu in terms of your future. Um, I think the, the fit for Brooklyn is obvious. It's like, well, they need a point guard, and if they're not willing to shell that out for Dame because they're worried about his age, Trey Young would make a lot more sense. He would fit more of the timeline with Bridges. Um, and I also just don't think that Trey has like a ton of value around the league. I mean, I think he has enough value where Brooklyn could put together a package, especially with all those Suns picks. But I I think it could get to the point with the Hawks where they just want to trade Trey Young and they're not going to get crazy offers, 
you know, like a star for star level trade. And so they might have to, if, if they want to trade him, settle for something like a, a, a good pick space package. Yeah, I think that's bold and spicy and pocky. That's like a pocky nacho right. platter, I think. All right. I think I'm going to get three pockies in a row. I'm just warning you think, right now. Why? <laughs> for who? Like, I know this is very, very hot, and this is the, um, the reason of the podcast. Yeah. But, I mean, for Atlanta, like, you do it, and then you, you basically are back in – last summer mode where where are they right worse, now but with a worse point guard somehow so where are they right like, now though i, I like, know th- I they've know. won between 41 and 43 games three years in a row mm-hmm. yeah. they had that magical eastern conference finals run which if ben simmons is just a normal basketball player never happens and also if joel mb just has like a, a normal game in those last couple of games like never mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm and the entire like mythos around this team is based on that Eastern Conference Finals run that was very fluky. They are just a completely mediocre team. They're going nowhere. Mm, They're yes. going nowhere with Trey. And they, so they have a very and, difficult. Let me say this. Let me say this. If you're a Buffkin boy, you have to agree with this trade that I am making. No. We're clearing the way. Let's go, Buffkin, Buffkin boys. No, I, I don't. Um, I think it's too too soon to punt. I mean, they made a few moves, uh, which I personally disagree on. Some, like, I strongly disagree, like trading for Gallo and for for Bogey and, and, and whatever. Um, but I don't think that, like, trading now would be... A, because I don't think that you will get a lot for, for Trey Young. I don't think that you will get fair value right now. He's on the downside. So to me, it's... But, but it, when it, are you? Like, the, the, you, you have him signed up 40 million, 43 million, 46 million, 49 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to do it... With two years left. No, no, I, I just... I still think there's... I think there's a perception of Trey Young that is still like positive around the league enough. Like I know that a lot of people don't like him, but I I think there are still teams that would make a type of star trade for Trey Young. God, in year two, he averaged 29.6 points per game and nine assists. Yeah. Yeah. In year two. Yeah. I think, I think that you have to let it, that's wild. They, 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 they are not in a good spot right now. I would try to do anything else. Like, anything let's fire the coach. Let's fire the coach. Fire the coach. Let's, they just fired the coach. Let's Quinn let's, Snyder. Yeah, again, uh, if it doesn't work, let Quinn Snyder work. If it doesn't work, change another one. See, Maybe, I, that's where I disagree because I feel like they are reaching the end of the line. Like, they made the coaching change. They've got rid of John Collins, who by all accounts did not have a good relationship with Trey Young. We need to see that, though. We need to if see If it doesn't work now... Yeah. Like, at what point do you just say, like, this guy puts up incredible stats. He's like a very good offensive basketball player, but he is not a winning basketball player. And we're never going anywhere with him. And the Eastern Conference Finals run that made us feel that way has, has just completely clouded our judgment since then. And we need to we need to try to cut our losses if there's a, a deal good enough. You you will get a deal good enough in two years, I think. If he's still will. putting up good numbers, I don't know. I would, but 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 okay, uh, it's it's really bold because I don't think that, that will happen. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's very bold. This is yeah, this is a like full nacho platter of pocky. I'm about to hit a triple of pocky chips. Just get ready, one after the other, back to back to back. Uh, how about this one? The 76ers are going to lose in the play-in. <laughs> I, w- I like it. I, I Yeah, I almost considered a very <laughs> similar one. I was going to... I almost did miss the playoffs, uh, which I guess this would be that. Yeah, well. they would miss the playoffs in, in this scenario when they lose in the play-in tournament. Honestly, I don't think that's crazy at all because when you think about Embiid, how much of the load has been put on his shoulders the last couple of years as he's part of it, like himself putting it on because he wants to get an MVP award. 
you go into this season where they've lost some depth. Mm-hmm. They're going to be if if James Harden is playing on this team. <laughs> If anyone thinks he's not going to be just a total goober out there mm. and being terrible night to night on purpose until they trade him, mm. like you're kidding yourselves. He's not going to come back and be like 85% of even last year's James Harden. He's going to be a mess if he plays on yeah. the team. Yeah. And so I, even I, more of the pressure is going to be on, on Embiid. And if there's yeah. any type of like month long injury to Embiid, like this team is. It's just not good. It's not going to be good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Season. Like I'm. I think that this uh, prediction is basically saying, okay, Embiid will miss a huge chunk of the season. Which, due to the workload that he has, it's um, it's not like likely because if he's there for one game, they will have like a good chance to to be in the playoffs uh, and be out of the play-in. But still, it's um. It's reasonable. I can see that happening, but it's not likely. So I think that this is this has some some spice, but also some, I would say, very good. Like it, it can happen. It's either a mild habanero or a spicy jalapeno. Yeah. Uh, are you ready one. for a bell pepper take? Yes. Yeah, give me a bell. Someone will win rookie of the year. That's not, peach. Wait, what is peach. it? Say. Scoot Anderson will win Rookie of the Year. This is just a prediction. It's a prediction. I don't know why I, I wanted to. I, I, I don't know. I know. I know. I, I said it in advance. I know. Peach. That's that's like unanimous. A, it's a peach anonymous. tree. That's just is like it it's just constantly it growing peaches. If it's unanimous, yeah. Does that add something? No. Uh, I mean, I could say so, something else right now, like. Uh, LeBron James will be awesome this year. No, I That's said spicy peach. <laughs> like he will get just number one votes. Um. Okay. Have, have I, I know that unanimous MVP? There's been a couple. How many unanimous Rookie of the Years have there been? Um. I don't know. Five players: Ralph Sampson, David Robinson, Blake Griffin, Damian Lillard, and Carl Anthony Towns. Come on, that is spicy. That that okay, doesn't if happen. It's unanimous. I'll give, give you a. a right. I'll give it a habanero if it's if it's I'll unanimous. Give jalapeno. The okay. only reason that it'll be that it might probably be a jalapeno is just like well, actually no, it's back at habanero because I was thinking of the games played thing, but it doesn't apply to the rookie of the year award. Oh okay. So um, so we're good. Yeah, that's habanero now. But yeah, if he won rookie of the year, it'd be like a big like yeah. Okay, okay. So you we're working through that. Um, yeah. again. Okay, you ready for my next one? Yeah. Yeah. Now I've already guaranteed three pockies in a row. Here's number two. The Utah Jazz finish ahead of the Dallas Mavericks, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Los Angeles Clippers. Whoa. Yeah, that is that's that is like have you, you ever have you seen the trash can nachos at um, Guy Fieri's uh, restaurant? No. They bring no. them in a tr- in a like a little like bucket, and then they turn mm-hmm. it they turn it over onto this plate, and then they lift it up, and then all the nachos are just yeah, it's that, it's that. Um, yeah, I would say that this is maybe not the highest, but close. Okay. I just see those teams being bad though. Like I just see the the wolves being terrible. The Clippers. See, that, I that, that's kind of my apart. thing. Like the the national perception is that there's this huge gap between those four teams and Utah, especially when you look at like the over unders. It's like a ten game gap, and I just don't think the gap is that significant. I think what Utah did at the end of the season, as like they started to attempt to tank, to tank all the way down to the ninth spot. Mm-hmm. I think it made people forget about how good that team was, especially as like just a regular season, like really good system can beat any teams that aren't prepared for them. They're just going to kick their ass every single night. Mm -hmm. I think people forget about that. And so the things that could work against me is they do have some young guys and they could play their young guys more than I'm anticipating. And young guys generally aren't good, but I think that there's enough of a foundation there where there's really not that big of a gap between Utah and some of these other teams in the West. Oh, to me, there's not. The point is intention. Like, what's the team's goal? 
But see, at, at this point, like I, I, they have a top ten protected pick, so they they have to kind of go one way or the other. Exactly. It, it, the point is, get guessing which way will that be? How many? Games and I would will... say trading for John Collins is not necessarily deciding to tank. There's other things they That's could have right. done this summer that would have been more suggestive of like this is going to be another whatever year. I mean. Yeah, they could. They could still go that way, and I think that there's going to be enough time for them to decide to do that. Where mm. they're going to kind of, in the same way that OKC did last year, like they're going to give this team a chance to declare itself. And I just yeah. wouldn't be surprised if this team is like the sixth seed in December, and all these other teams are struggling, and it's like, mm. oh, the Jazz are good again. My 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 reason for like continuing to just be crazy spicy is like, who's their point guard? Uh, you got a lot of options. First of all, Andrew, I know Trey um, Young. Apparently, you know what? I actually that was my original thing until I remembered that they had traded for John Collins, and then I was like, oh, I can't do that. Uh, yeah. okay, you got Colin Sexton, Andrew. You got Tail and Horton Tucker. Yeah, yeah. You got uh, <clears throat> you got um trade candidate A, who they mm. could bring in, Clarkson. Clarkson, uh, Keontae. Yeah. Keontae George, starting point guard. That there we may... go. They got Frank Jackson. Yeah. Do they really? I think they do on their training camp roster. Yeah. Um. Again, I don't know if this actually happens. I just think that these teams are Chris cl- Dunn. closer than the over-unders would have you believe. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't agree with that. You That's think they're what... significantly worse than those other teams? Yeah. They were significantly better than most of them last year. I know they were. When they were yeah. actually trying, they were significantly better than a lot of those teams. Yeah, they were. They, know, they are the, extremely they killing coached. teams. I know, but they they traded Mike Conley and Jared Vanderbilt, and like like those guys were really helpful to them during that stretch when they were really good. You I just, just you know what you are. You're a hater of Walker Kessler, and it comes out. Every episode, yeah. Everyone knows that you hate him. I'm not a hater. I'm just like a we kind I'm, of hate him. I'm just, I'm just grounded. I'm just like grounded. It's, I'm not. It's our entire draft philosophy, like just on our face. So, yeah, we, I'm. We just, kind I of hate him. I, I think the Jazz are going to be bad. Okay. Or no, I don't think they're going to be bad. I think they're going to be in the in between zone. Yeah. I just think they make so much more sense night to night than these other teams. These other teams, you're just betting on the talent, which is fine. But <laughs> yeah, like on your take, you're just betting on Mini to be a disaster, which I think it's a fair bet. But also betting on the Pelicans being extremely unhealthy again, which is, again, a bet that you can make. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? The Minnesota Timberwolves win the in-season tournament, but miss the playoffs. <laughs> Whoa! So they actually have, have to win a lot of games just to. But it's so early in the tournament. season. It's the It's so early in the season. Yeah, there's still a lot of time for things to fall apart. But See, the thing. The bear. thing is, here's how it happens: is that they feel like they've reached the mountaintop, and. Then, you know, they rest on their laurels, they rest on their laurels, and then they just crumble as the season goes on. You know, it's the the disease of me or disease of more or whatever it is that exists within the the locker room after they win this in-season tournament that just they just fall apart. Because Towns thinks that he's the guy. And then Edwards is like, no, I'm the guy. And then Gobert's like, no, me. I mean, Timberwolves fans no, will tell you moi. if they just have like <laughs> a little bit better health, like it, it, things would look a lot different. Because Cat was out for so long. He was out for a long time. Year. Yeah, and they didn't get Do Mike Conley. What? Do you think it's going to be better if everyone is healthy there? I don't know. They signed Vic I mean, Krejci. Yeah, they did sign Vic Krejci. That's that's spicy. And Dacian Nix. How's yeah, Dacian Nix weird. still in the NBA? Even Rockets fans thought he sucked. He was really bad. I've watched him in person twice last year and could not believe that he was playing. They 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 were so mad because like he was theoretically p- 
playing the minutes that they wanted Ty Ty Washington. Totally. Ty Ty should have definitely been playing those minutes. Well, I don't know. Like Mike Conley, Anthony Edwards, Kyle Anderson, Cat, and Gobert. Like that's a pretty solid. Sounds like a team that can win an in season tournament to me. And then you potentially have the the Nikhil Alexander Walker breakout. Hello. Yeah. Luca Garza breakout. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I don't know if he's on the team. Oh, he's a two-way. Okay. Yeah. Luca Garza. Wow. Luca Garza. And Jane McDaniels. I mean, they they they've got a decent team. Yeah they, yeah. they go like seven or eight deep of guys I like. Well, and they're and I'm not oh, saying they're going to miss. Oh, you know how much it. I love Nasrid on that team. So yeah, right. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> hey, they can. Hey, can you imagine they can put in a, in the same lineup three guys that are that are centers, three guys, and cool. that would be putting three of their best six players in a lineup. That is no why it that. will never ever work. No one's doing that. Yeah, well, they. It's they, so hard to find a cat trade. Like the, I I really went through trying to figure out a cat trade. I just I, I I got nothing. Cat for Trey Young. I know that was like the like Bill Simmons said that, and I was like, yeah, I guess like it kind of kind of makes sense. I kind of like cat next to a Kongwu. Yeah, I don't hate it. Why why do you want to put like two centers? Like I I don't know what what is this obsession with putting like two centers on the same like. Free cat, put some wings that can put Vanderbilt. Which oh oh by the way they had it. Uh, they had him put yeah. like players that can defend, but not other big tall guys around them. Mm-hmm. I re- I really like. To me, he has to be free. He has to take a lot of trees, and there there should be a team around him that runs and defends to high level. Mm-hmm. They had the perfect idea of team they just need to be a little bit patient and find a very good wing aaron gordon like to put alongside him and edwards and they massively screwed up and they took leonard miller in the draft i like him um well andrew i think because both of those things individually not that spicy, but both of them happening in the same season. Yeah. Pretty spicy. Pretty spicy. Yeah. I'd say ghost pepper, okay. if not packy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm feeling um, good. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. McKelly, do you have any more? No, I'm out. I had four. Okay, I'll do my final one. I promised you three packing in a row. Final bold prediction. The Miami Heat. We'll trade for Damian Lillard and miss the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Pocky. That would be amazing. And honestly, uh, it's not that crazy. It's not that crazy. No. Yeah. If, yeah, yeah. If they're going to make a deal, as people think is about to happen, Gambo said within 24 hours, I think it's going to cost them a lot of rotation players. They've already lost a lot of rotation players. This yeah. has the potential to be an incredibly thin team and as good as spo is this isn't the suns who we also think are we're, we're, we're very thin but at least had the entire summer to fill in those back into the roster spots with decent guys like the other part of it is that similar to phoenix like you're dealing with older players jimmy butler he misses at least 20 games every year bam was out a little while um dame has had his injury issues like one of those guys has an injury and this entire thing collapses. Mm-hmm. I just think that I get why they would do it. Obviously, like Dame was uh, when he when Dame was playing last year, he was legitimately like a top ten player. So I understand why you would do it. But they're going to be so thin for this season, and they're not going to have any assets left to make additional trades. That I think it is just it is a it is a house of cards waiting to tumble. It could all work out. But I think there's a large downside that people aren't acknowledging. 
Yeah, I think that's still really spicy. <laughs> it's very spicy. I know. I, I yeah, promised a pack. It's basically betting on one of the two guys going out for a significant time. Yeah. Which I didn't say it, and that's not what my it's bet the only is way. about. No, I, I don't mm. think that if they, if you, I don't think that there is actually any possibility for Miami to miss the playoffs if they both play 70 games more. I just, they're not going to play 70 good. games or more. That's already impossible. Even even sixty five, that's 60, already impossible. Keep going lower. Really? Yeah, forty. Let's look at a. Uh, uh, Jimmy Butt played sixty four, fifty seven, fifty two, fifty eight, fifty five. Those are his last five seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred and twenty. He could miss thirty games, and that'd be totally within like, yeah, what right. he's done the past five years. Yeah. And the Heat almost didn't make the playoffs. They were five minutes away from being knocked out by the Bulls. If the Bulls didn't crap the bed, they would have been out of the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Damien's very good. This is this this is their uh, this is their Gallo trade. Okay, this is the equivalent of the Hawks trading (laughs) for Gallo, the Heat trading for Dame. No, but but okay, yes. Yeah, they won won 44 games last year. They won 44 games. Yeah. They they had a negative point differential. They did. Yeah. Now they're adding Dame. Again, he's amazing. He's amazing. At this point, they would have lost Max Struess, Gabe Vincent. They'd likely lose Tyler Hero in this deal. Even if you don't love any of those guys, those were huge minutes eaters for the Heat. Yeah, I know. but, But Dame, Bam, like. They're good at finding weird depth pieces too. Yeah. It's it's going to run out one day. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh let's see. It, it all depends who they have to give up. Like if they really do sell the farm, which mm-hmm. would be like Tyler Hero, Caleb Martin, Jovich. Yeah. Like if those three are off the team, like who is left? Haywood Highsmith. You need Duncan <laughs> Robinson to all of a sudden be as good as he was in the playoffs, even though the team like didn't trust him at all during the regular season last year. Yeah, they mm-hmm. brought back Josh Richardson. Who cares? Um, Cole Switter. Cole Switter. Um, Happy birthday, though, to Josh Richardson. Just turned 30. Nice. Happy birthday. Justin also, Champagne. Young. Uh, his birthday was two days ago, I learned. 25. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah, Thomas Bryant is on this team. Did you know that? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's weird. Who's that beast? Come on, decent. Who cares? They got they got Justin Champagne. Should have gotten the other one. Mm-hmm. The other yeah, Champagne the one you better. didn't allow me to protect in our expansion draft. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Shout out to Julian. Yeah, that's pretty good. The member of the Gaiman guys. Uh, they, they got somebody named Jamare Bouye. That's a cool name. That's a cool name. Uh, okay, Listen. I have one last bold take. Yeah, go bold. Russell Westbrook will win sixth oh, no. man of the year. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks for Is he not me. starting? No. Why not? Because they're going to get James Harden. Oh. Interesting. Um, yeah, that is, that is even bolder than, than mine last year, which was already... So stupid. Six man of the year. Russell Westbrook. Feeling good? Feeling spicy? Feeling bold? Feeling feeling bold. Like pretty bold. Uh, We're getting an update on uh, Michele's pick last year. This is breaking. Russell Westbrook (laughs) did not play an all-star level last season. We just just, found that out. I literally just said that. But yeah. (laughs) Well, you must have been so stupid. That was my favorite one, though. That's 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 what bold predictions are all about. You were feeling it. Yeah, yeah. I was I was actually into that. Like I thought, okay, maybe like change of scenery, maybe like doing like playing with PG a lot. It will unlock like good Russ mm-hmm. for at least a decent amount of games. And people say, see, it was a lay. It was the other part of the lay. It's uh, Russ can be good with Paul George. And no, and and no. no. Uh, no. Part of it is like th- that makes it possible for me is that the six man of the year pool was so weak last year. Like it was yeah. Emmanuel Quickly and Bobby Portis and Malcolm Brogdon won it. And he's like oh. super duper pissed about his, his everything with the Celtics right now. 
Um, yeah, I think it's up for Lou grabs. Dort will be in the pool next year. So we are. wow, <laughs> wow, Dort. That's a that's a bold one. Dort wins six man of the year. Uh, but Russ is going to put up big stats, and if the Clippers are just like a good Western Conference team, let's say they're like the fifth seed, and you, you could know. see it becoming like a very hipster pick, like oh, like at first it, be, it starts out as kind of a joke, like six man of the year, yeah, and then as the season goes on. People become like more serious like, about yeah, it. He, he, we actually kind of, and then, and then it just becomes like a self fulfilling prophecy. Like it doesn't even matter what he does at the end of the season. Yeah, just we we always we already decided. Yeah, somebody photoshops the uh, the six man of the year trophy into Kevin Durant's hand, and you see Russell in the back, yep. you know, peering at it. You know, we can already do all the tweets. Yeah, I'm doing right now. Yeah, it's easy. That's you can just book this one. Maybe this is this is a peach too. It's just gonna happen. <laughs> it's a wild ride. Like I was just, hey, I want to be on the same stuff you are on right now. Like to see all these like images and, and like this future that you are describing. Like it's it's amazing. Welcome like, to the I'm just I just see like all these dimensions in front of me, and I can just imagine yeah. them so quickly. It was my dream last year, but that's um, I mean you yeah. didn't be- you didn't believe hard enough. That's right. And that's why. That's probably that's probably right. I mean, I would love Russ to have a good season. I would really love that because I think that he sacrificed everything, his career probably, for that useless and meaningless MVP season, which I mean it's it's going to be Why are you like, saying useless and meaningless? What are you talking about? I mean, it's in the grand scheme of things, it's seen as we all knew that that was uh he should have not Win that MVP, and that isn't that. This is the. Narrative. Oh, I don't. I don't. I. I think that's just a bunch of just. That's hogwash, man. I don't it's, think that's I'm, true. I'm, I don't think that. But this is like the big broad view on Russ's career. Like that. From year some was, yeah, people, not everybody thinks that way. Though. Yeah, it's the majority. But, but and, and, and I don't think that's a majority. Just, I don't think that's a majority. Think yeah, majority. yeah. Um, so. It was at the time, so now it's more. Um, so I don't know. I just I just feel that he is often too skewed from the past few years, and it would be great to have just a normal season. But I don't think that he will allow for a normal season. Like, like I don't know. It's um it's a pipe dream to see Russ having like being in control, just good, just like doing the things that he can do well for an entire year. See, see, I still have it on me. Hmm. But it's um, it's a pipe dream, I think. <laughs> can't wait to see him. I hope he gives a speech. It's gonna be really good. I can't wait. Uh, okay, so that that's uh that's the bold takes from the uh, Monday and Wednesday crew. Hope you guys are having a great week so far. We will be back with bold predictions from the Fry Pod crew on Friday, and then Media Day is Monday. It's here. And we have some really fun content planned for you guys. So be sure that you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. If you haven't done that, please go to youtube.com and search down to dunk and hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of the exclusive YouTube content. I hope you guys have an awesome day. We'll talk to you guys again on Friday.